What is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. So we're acting like this is Friday and we recorded with Brent on Wednesday. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. And I actually already started, so that's going to be the beginning of our episode. Fantastic. Are you okay with that? Yeah, so it's Friday, March the 8th, episode number 67, only six days away from the Daytona TT. You're going to have to say that again because you broke up. Stop yelling at me. No, so it is. It's episode 67, number 67. It's going to be March 8th when this airs. So we'll say it like it's March 8th, the 67th episode. You ready? And 67 was one of my heroes number. Yeah. Well, he's one of my heroes now, Davis Fisher. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right, so you ready to start this thing? You turn your turn your ringer off. I'm turning the ringer off. Episode number 67, March 8th. We are only six days away from Daytona. And 67, a significant number for me, because my hero growing up was Bubba Schobert. He was number 67. Well, my hero now is number 67 as well, Davis Fisher. I like it. He's it one of well. one one of my heroes. I mean, I got several. Jeffrey Carver's another hero. I mean, there's so many. Um, but yeah. You know what? Anybody that throws a leg over a motorcycle, straps on a steel shoe, puts on a helmet, and races on the Grand National level, they are all my hero. Even the ones that used to do it, like you. You're my hero, Scotty. Ah, uh, thanks, uh, Carter. What happened to Flat Track this week, man? Man, there's been a lot going on. I, I just first want to point out uh, a friend of mine. A new friend of mine on Instagram reached out to me and said, hey, Jared Brock, the Australian rider, is coming up to compete in the AFT singles class, so I just want to give him a shout-out and wish him well on his uh, his journey. I guess he's following Maxwell's footsteps. I love it that they're listening to the Off the Groove Down Under. That's good stuff. He says he listens to it every Monday on his way to work. That is badass. That's love awesome. Um, right we know what's really funny is after we talked about roof systems and all the stuff they're doing, and I made the joke about it's going to be that roof systems, uh, being the roof systems and Estenson series, they actually are now sponsoring the singles class. So that's crazy. It is the roof systems AFT singles presented by Russ, Bound, Russ Brown, motorcycle attorney. So Easy you for you to say. One. I yeah. mean, perfect. Good job. Are you a, are you a fortune teller? Yeah, no, I, I mean... Anybody can see the, the these guys are investing a ton of, in the sport. Um, it's only going to lead to bigger and better things. And what bigger and better thing than throwing your name and your brand on the series? That's awesome. I mean, you're going to see roof systems everywhere this year. We said that last year, but it's going to be everywhere this year. And it seemed like there was an announcement almost every day with AFT, uh, KTM's partnership back on. You know, they're they're joining forces with AFT. E3 spark plugs back for more. Sacramento has some new sponsorship. Estenson Racing is going to help back the Sacramento Mile. Yep. Uh, Recluse is back on board. Cycle Gear is back on board. I'm sure there's more that we may have overlooked or that may have come out after we re- record this even because that's usually what happens every Friday. <laughs> but also in the big news, I think maybe maybe part of the biggest news of the week is Cameron Smith to yeah. Richie Morris Racing, and that is huge. I love to see this one, man. Cameron's an awesome dude, hell of a dude. And your buddy is actually turning wrenches for him, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, doing it, dude, is, is what his handle is, but it's Sammy Sabedra, and I used to race against his brother, and actually met them, man, when I was just getting started in flat track at Stockton, Kansas, not Stockton, California, but Stockton, Kansas, they have a two-day event on a Monday and Tuesday at the Rooks County Fair, I parked next to Adam, 
and Sammy. And uh, man, it's it's cool to stay in touch with these people. That's what this sport is about. It's a family sport. And he traveled with his brother and his sister. And I've known him ever since then. We've we've been friends ever since that day. And that that was that had been in like 92, 93, 94, something like that. So it's just amazing how this sport keeps everybody you know in contact with each other it's yeah really cool. I, I remember i uh, think you introduced me to him because i was like geeking out when i was working with aft i was seeing all this this guy post all this historic footage like he would post like all these old videos of races or old movies and stuff and i was like who is this guy and you introduced me and i actually chatted it up with him on social for a while before i even met him in person hell of a dude huge flat track fan avid flat track fan and he's been actually putting out some really good social content of his own lately yeah, and he's a sprint car driver. He still says he's going to try to fit me in one of his sprint cars, but uh, I don't know. Well, I might have to take the whole seat out. I might have to just sit on a milk crate or something like that because I'm, I'm about a foot taller than he is. It'll definitely be cool to see what he, uh, Cameron Smith, and uh, Richie Morris Racing are able to do this year with with uh, with that team. I think uh, uh, it'll definitely be good for, for all parties involved. What's it, up? It, I was going to say, it's good for Cameron because it'll give him some more – confidence in himself he'll have a mechanic that he can bounce things off of on yep. a regular basis you know last year you know his parents would go to the races with him but to have a full-time mechanic that can dedicate everything just to being his mechanic that helps so much it's hard to it's hard to do this sport without some help in the pits yeah and i mean no better timing because that that the competition in that singles class is heating up to say the least i'm telling you it's going to be insane to 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 try to compete in that class so everything you can have to help you in that in that effort is going to be a good thing for sure also he's going to have a good teammate mikey rush who switched numbers and is in the aft singles class he is now number 15 so he'll be able to bounce some things off of him hopefully they'll work together because rush has been around for a long time uh, Rush is very fast on a 450, so I think that's going to be a strong team to contend with this year. Yeah, I. Uh, oh, did you see this week? Uh, the only video that's competed with that Brian Smith smirking video that's like gotten me as excited is this Sipes video. Have you seen this? The first thing I noticed, he's on an orange bike, so he's on KTM. So yep. he left Husqvarna, yep, just like Shana did. Yep. And it's now on a KTM. Interesting. No, I uh, they did a little play on uh, Bonos, you know, the old school Bonos baseball, Bonos football, and they went through all the different types of motorcycle racing. He's, uh, I guess, he's on a campaign to be the most badass motorcycle or you know motorcycle rider or racer on two wheels, right? He's doing all this, all everything and anything, and he's got a whole year planned out. Well, and he's he's doing everything. I mean, he's not just only doing flat track. He's doing, you know straight rhythm he's yep. doing you know, all kinds of stuff man he's already got my vote and doesn't matter how he finishes just for competing <laughs> at that level in all these different you know disciplines of motorcycle racing it's amazing yeah and he kind of hinted at that when we talked to him last year um, during the interview for those of you who haven't heard it please go back and listen it's worth every second here's a fun fact oh boy i like fun facts hit me 11 weeks until springfield <laughs> Oh, we get to do another countdown. Oh, that's what I can do with that's what I can do with my marquee. Eleven weeks there to Springfield. But we got a bunch of races before then. But you know, everybody oh, looks forward to the Springfield Mile weekend because there's a lot of racing. So I just had to throw that in there. I, I'm geeking out, and I, I definitely got approved off work, so I'll be there in Daytona. I'm gonna try to get the two days. I definitely got Thursday, so I'll be there for the races. But I'm gonna try to hang out Friday so we can we can do some stuff with off the groove. Um, and then I might even show up in Savannah this weekend. Who knows? Well, you need to, because Savannah, the, the, the fast 
big race this Friday night. That's the All-Star National Flat Track Series. And then Saturday is part of his amateur program. We'll have a bunch of classes. So it's, it's two big days of racing. And then we head down to Florida for Volusia. We'll have the All-Star Race on Sunday. There's another half mile on Monday. And then there's a short track on Tuesday. Going to the meet and greet party for AFT on Tuesday night. Wednesday is my only day off. And then Thursday is the Grand National and I might even catch a race up near Atlanta on the way home. So it's going to be a busy week. I hope I have a voice by the time I get home. You'll be fine. You've done this before. Right. Now, I, I've, I've been geeking out, dude. My, my social feed has been full of all these posts from all the riders watching where they're at, you know, across all across Florida, Georgia, the South, and um, just people making their way to Daytona. I just get amped just thinking about it. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's here. We've been counting down for a while, talking about it every week, but... It is here. Next week, we will be racing in Daytona, and some folks will be racing before. So our guest this week is actually on the way down to Savannah. Um, We talked to him earlier this week on Wednesday, which is when we're recording this, and he was heading down to Savannah for for some races down there. Well, they're going to do some testing on Thursday, and I think some of the people can rent out the track, or I don't know how that works. Maybe it's just open. Uh, But some people are heading down there to test, which that's what normally happens because... Yep. These bikes have been sitting still all winter, been on the dyno, whatever, but now it's time to put them on the track. That's why a lot of people go to Savannah. So if you're anywhere near there, go there Friday night for sure. And, and uh, so they'll test on Thursday night and then race on Friday night. And you're talking about Brent Armbruster, who is the mechanic and crew chief, I guess we, we should say, for the big 44, the revolver, Brandon Robinson. Yeah, we talked to Brandon uh, what a few weeks back, maybe a little over a month, when when the news first broke that Kennedy Racing's putting the old quote unquote, as you say, band back together. Um, and uh, he was pretty amped about it. And uh, it seems like Brent's just as excited, man. And uh, they both have some stuff to prove. I think they they feel like they have things to prove. I think they've already proven a lot with their careers. But um, I, I gotta say, man, I I think they're gonna make some noise in the twins in the twins class this year. Um, and I don't think a lot of people expected that, to, you know, them to be in the position that they are with that fleet of Indians ready to ready to hit the track in Daytona. So I can't wait to see it. Well, I can't I can't wait either. And I, I can't wait to catch up with Brent and see what he's been up to, see what his you know, see what his goals are for 2019 and, and just see how excited he really is. Well, let's not waste any more time then. Let me uh, dial the number. going on not much what's happening grant armbruster former national number 73 former factory harley davidson mechanic and now the mechanic for kennedy racing i haven't seen you since the meadowlands and uh been hearing some news that uh, you got the whole band back together and you're back on the road already yeah i'm excited uh for 2019 i'm back with uh brandon robinson again and jerry kennedy and uh we're gonna make a run for the championship this year that's awesome. It seems like uh, Robinson's been on fire, like he's hungry down there in Florida, been riding some of the, his 450 down there. Uh, seems like he's excited, just as excited as you are. Yeah, he's uh, he's ready for a new start and uh, to get back on some competitive motorcycles again. And uh, he's been riding really good lately. And he's uh, he's smart and talented, and I, I'm excited to work with him again. Well, it sounds like you're on the road. Where are you headed to? Uh, we're actually heading to Savannah, Georgia. We're going to race there Friday night and then uh, hit Barberville 
Florida on Sunday and then uh, the National Daytona on Thursday. Right on. So are you going to just so just these first two or just to, uh, you know, get the cobwebs out of the system and ride the, the new bikes for the first time? Is that why you're headed to Savannah? Um, we actually uh, did some practicing in Pensacola, Florida about four weeks ago, and we raced a race down there. So we're just kind of going to hit Savannah to, uh, yeah, pretty much what you said, try to get the stuff dialed in and get Brandon a little practice on the big bikes and uh, and, and get ready for Atlanta. All right. Sounds good. We'll talk about uh, this upcoming season here in just a little bit. But first, let's get to know the man behind the wrenches. So where were you born? I was actually born in Flint, Michigan. Wow. Did you grow up there, too? I knew you're from Michigan, uh, but did you grow up in Flint? Yeah, I pretty much lived there my whole life and uh, moved away from there two years ago to move to Brownsburg, Indiana. And uh, pretty much the Flint, Michigan is the hotbed for flat track racing. Bart Markle, uh, Scotty Parker, Jay Springsteen, um, lot, lots of races around that area. And uh, I learned a lot of stuff from uh, some of the best. Well, is that like an extracurricular? When you go to high school, you get to sign up for flat track racing? I mean, there's a lot of people that race flat track <laughs> from up there. Yeah, I think a lot of it is there's so many racetracks. There there actually used to be a lot of racetracks. It's, it's changed a lot now. Um, there's a lot of uh, amateur races around there for people to get started at and, and to learn about flat track racing. And um, it, it's, a, it's a pretty cool place. A lot, a lot of people think of Flint as a, kind of a crime-riddled area with uh, a lot of things wrong, but it's, uh, it's actually a really cool place. Um, I, I've lived there my whole life, so it's kind of special to me. I got you. So, uh, you know, the theory is that I've always heard about the people from Michigan is they're so fast because they can ride on the ice all winter long. And then when it's time for Daytona, they're already up to speed and they're ready to go when everybody else has just been sitting at home. So is that is that true? Yeah, yeah. You can pretty much ride all summer long on the dirt. And then uh, when, it, when the ponds uh, freeze over, you can either practice pretty much every day if you want with the old ice tires on or or there's pretty much a, a race every weekend somewhere on the ice. Wow. All right. So how did you get involved in motorcycles? Uh, my dad was in it a little bit, and he got my older brother into it. And then my brother kind of got me into it. And uh, I started when I was seven years old, and uh, I've, I've never stopped. I've been doing it ever since. I, I raced uh, professionally from 1990 to 2002. And then uh, in 2003, I started uh, doing the mechanic thing. And uh, that whole time that, that I was racing professionally, I was actually a machinist. Oh, so wow. I did that for a long time and, and then just kind of wanted to do the mechanic thing and uh, got into that. And I really enjoyed it and had a lot of success with it. So I just, I've been kind of just keeping it going. Right on. I, um. I don't remember the first time we ran across each other, but, you know, it seemed like I had my pro card about the same year as you did. Um, I, I, you know, there's nothing like it, you know, flat track. I don't know what it is that it draws us in, but, you know, once you get hooked, you're hooked for sure. So what was it about motorcycle racing that appealed to you? You said your brother did it, but why, why did you choose the, that route too? Um, I think a, lo a lot of it's just, uh, we had a big backyard, um, at my mom and dad's and we all rode motorcycles, four wheelers, three wheelers. And it's just like, uh, 
adrenaline rush when you're out there riding and I, I, I don't know I just I was like addicted from the age of seven you know all I ever wanted to do was ride motorcycles work on them and and I and I got the opportunity to do that and it was awesome thanks to my my dad and my brothers and um it's once you get in it it's uh it's definitely hard to get away from and uh it's just it's a it's a passion man it's uh it's very cool to be able to travel and go to places that that you've never been to before go to racetracks and learn them and it's it's really cool i love it so you, you said you had your pro card for quite a few years and you actually were national number 73 you always had the best looking bikes in the pit area so how hard was it to make that transition from a rider to a mechanic? You said you were a machinist, so it seems like it might have been pretty easy for you. Yeah, it actually uh, it actually was a lot less stressful to do the mechanic thing. Um, I, I still had a passion for racing, and I didn't want to get out of it completely. So when I became a mechanic doing it, 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 uh, it kind of kept me going and, and kept me at the track, and I... I actually learned so much more after I quit racing once I started being a mechanic that uh, I wish I would have knew half the stuff I know now when I was racing because I think uh, things would have been a lot better for me. Um, wow. just, just learning so much different stuff throughout the years. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a blast to do and definitely hard to get away from. I know. What's your favorite memory as a racer? Um... I did uh I did pretty good on 600s when they had 600 nationals and 600 hot shoe regionals and stuff. Um, got a couple second places. I actually won Savannah, Georgia one year as a as a hot shoe race. Um, that, those were probably the biggest highlights for me. I, I made some nationals. Uh, probably the the best I ever did was in 1996. I made like seven or eight nationals, and uh, I I pretty much did everything on my own. I was a privateer working on my bike working during the week as a machinist and just driving to the races and racing and turn around and driving home and didn't have a lot of help at the time, pretty much uh, lived paycheck to paycheck trying to race. And uh, it was difficult for sure. And uh, I just tried my best at, you know, every time I went to the track and whatever happened, happened, you know, that's all you yeah, can absolutely. do. Yep. Sounds uh, really familiar to what me and my dad were doing when I was racing, you know, we'd get off work and just go as fast as we can to get to the races just to try to race and to try to make a main event, make a buck, and then, you know, turn around, haul ass home to go right back to work. So it sounds very familiar to me. Um, was there a yeah. specific mo was there a specific moment when you realized that you'd rather be a mechanic than a racer? Um, it's kind of a, a bad point to bring up for me. Cause I, I just, all the, the friends and stuff I made flat tracking and stuff. I actually lost, uh, a really good friend of mine, Jim Sumner. Um, we traveled a lot together. Jim was national number 45 and we did a lot of races together. And, and once I, you know, we lost Jim, I just kind of took a lot of the drive of racing out of me. Um, just to see what, you know, could happen to somebody and, and the, and the bad results. And I don't know, it, it took some steam out of me and I just wanted to look to do something different kind of, not race anymore um personally so i got in the to doing the mechanic thing and it, you know it took uh took a while to get used to it um from not being able to ride but once i got going with it um 
uh, I, I liked it a lot. Um, it was a lot safer and, and still being able to love and enjoy being at the track and, and working on bikes. Who did you first mechanic for? Um, in 2003 or 2004, um, I actually worked for SJS Racing, and it was based out of New Jersey. And uh, Sean Clark was the first guy that I worked with. He was national number 61. Okay. And then uh, the next year after that, I went to work for Craig Rogers with his son, Gary Rogers. And I worked with okay. Craig for eight years. And we won two championships together with Jared Meese. Right and on. I worked with Sean Russell at that same, right around the same time. Um, just uh, just been keeping it going. I've been able and uh, to work with a lot of good people um, throughout the years and, and have a lot of success with uh, with racing. Dude, sounds like you found success wrenching right off the bat, man. My hat's off to you. Um, also, it looks like you worked with the Lloyd Brothers and Henry Wiles, and then you mechanic for Brandon Robinson prior to you joining the Factory Harley-Davidson team and actually prior to Brandon joining the Factory Harley-Davidson team. So how did you and Brandon Robinson get hooked up together? Um, at the end of 2014, uh, Brandon was riding some Kawasaki's and I was working with the Lloyd brothers and uh, the Lloyds didn't know if they were going to go racing anymore. Um, so kind of up in the air of what I was going to do. And then I got a call from Brandon and Brandon uh, was actually going to do a deal with George Latis with the Triumph team. And uh, he asked me if I'd be interested in doing it. And I said, hey, let's try it. And uh, right I've been working with Brandon ever since uh, 2015. Right on. You so, actually, but you actually went on and won Lima, Ohio with Brandon in 2016. Tell us about that day. Uh, it was an awesome day. It was pretty much a, a perfect day for us. We, we fast-timed, I think, all three practice sessions. Uh, won our heat race. We won the George Roeder Dash for Cash, and we, we won the main event. And uh, it was one of the best nights I've ever had in racing. Um, it was fun. Um, even in 2015, we uh, we were running the Triumph for, for Lattice Motorsports, and we got Triumph the first podium, and I think it was like 31 years. We got second at Sacramento. Brandon almost won it. And just working with Brandon, seeing the talent that he has, you know, it it gave me a drive to, to keep doing what I'm doing and being able to work with him. Um, this will be our fifth year together, and we're both pumped to be working with each other. And I, I don't know, we just click really good together. Um, we finish our own sentences, and I can actually watch him go around and see what the bike needs and, and make the changes that it needs. And he has a lot of confidence in me, which is – what what you have to have one rider mechanic um we work really good together and it I, it feels to me like he's a son you know we get along so good and we talk every day and uh, it's it's awesome i wouldn't so, want to work with anybody else right on so when when you got the call to be the factor harley davidson vance and heinz mechanic did you take brandon with you or did brandon take you guys did you guys just go together as a package or how did that work out um, it was kind of a, it was pretty much a package deal, um, cause we had did so good together in 2016 on the Kennedy XR 750s that, uh, we were both approached by Vance and Hines, Harley Davidson at the same time. So we pretty much went as a package deal. 
Okay. So, and they asked you to move down near Indianapolis where the Vance and Hines shop was out of. So you actually had to relocate for that and that's, you still live down there right now? Yes, I do. Yep. I've been living there for about two and a half years and uh, I actually like it down there a lot. And I uh, still have a house in Michigan, but um, I, I like Brownsburg, Indiana a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I, it's my home now. Okay. So is the Kennedy ba team based out of that area now, or is, is the shop where Jerry lives, or how is that going to work out? Um, it's it's based in Brownsburg. I actually uh, do everything out of my house, so work on the bikes there, and uh, everything's done there, and then Jerry just flies in and, and meets us at the races and, and has fun doing it, and so it all it all works out good. It's pretty much the, the same way that I did it in 2016 with him um, all the stuff was done in Michigan and uh, he just flew in to each race and uh, it all works out really good right on so you, you parted ways with Harley in the middle of the 2018 season then I saw you at the track a little bit who else did you help out at, at the end of the last season uh, I worked with John Lewis for two or three races I had a lot of fun with Johnny he's a he's a good guy an excellent rider and I got to work with the Indian a little bit to learn about it and uh realized how how good of a bike it is and and uh realized that I, I i wanted to i wanted to work on them things full time they're they're an excellent motorcycle and then uh towards the end of the year i worked with uh stevie bonzi a little bit and jake shoemaker and uh doug lawrence and uh i had a lot of fun uh, working with the lloyd brothers the last couple of races and uh i don't know I, I just tried to fit in wherever i could and, and help out whoever i could and uh try to get myself uh, back pumped up and motivated for 2019 with Kennedy Racing. Right on. So we talked to Brandon right after the news broke, and, and he was excited, and, and it sounds like you are too. Um, what What is so special about these Indians? I mean, why? I mean, it seems like now if you if you don't have one, you're not going to win anymore. So what was your first impression when you got to, to wrench on the Indian, and how did you like it so far? I mean, you've had one for a little while now. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot like uh, an XR750, completely different, but still kind of does the same thing as a as an XR750. It uh, it puts the power to the ground. Um, the way the engine was designed, it's got a real smooth power band, a lot like the XR750. Um, it it's it's I don't know, it just it works. It's, it's made for dirt track, the chassis, the engine, just the combination of the whole motorcycle, everything about it just works. Okay. They made a rule change before this year. It sounds, you know, I haven't really gone over the whole thing because I'm not a mechanic, obviously, but it sounds like they're going to restrict them a little bit. How, is that going to make it more competitive for other brands or what's your take on the new rule change for 2019? Um, I actually don't think the rule change is going to change anything at all. I, I still think the Indian is going to dominate because of the way it puts the power down. And uh, the rule change is, is letting other manufacturers run a bigger throttle body and a bigger size engine, which will make it, I think, even tougher for them to get traction because uh, the bigger the, the engine is, the bigger the throttle body is. Normally, you're going to make the engine spin more. It's going to make more horsepower. and I think it's actually going to be harder for them to hook it up. So I, th I think the Indian's still going to have a big advantage over everything else. Have you got to ride one or do you want to ride one as, as bad as I do? 
Uh, I actually do. Um, just uh, okay. messing with one on a dyno and stuff, just how smooth the power band is. Uh, I'd actually love to throw some leathers on and, and take a spin on one. Might uh, might have to do that sometime. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you, Brent, but my, my leathers, after I hung them in the closet, they shrunk. They're awful small now. <laughs> Uh, I actually uh, put mine on about two months ago, and uh, I think I actually fit on them better now than I did back when I raced. Wow! So you're staying in shape. I must be the only one sitting sitting on the sideline drinking <laughs> too many Dr. Peppers, I guess. <laughs> so, um, what what track are you looking forward to the most with Brandon here in 2019? Um, Brandon's a real good clay track rider, half miles. Um, I'm, I'm excited for Sacramento and Springfield, but even even the first two half miles, uh, Atlanta and Texas, I'm I'm pretty pretty pumped up for. I think we have a good shot at all the races. Actually, he's uh, he's on his game right now. He's he's better than ever. Um, he is super motivated into showing uh, people what he can do, and uh, so am I. You know, I, I'm glad we're back teamed up together so we can we can prove to everybody what, what this team can do and, and what we can do on an Indian. I'm ready uh, ready to show everybody. Yeah, he looked good down these races in Florida. He won Corey's race down there, and he just he looks hungry. He looks ready to win again, and, and I can't wait to see it. So before the season starts, what's your realistic goals for 2019? Um, I actually think we have a, a good chance of winning, uh, three or four races. Um, if, if we don't win some races, I'll, I'll be disappointed for sure. But Brandon has, is definitely has it, you know, I see a lot of podiums and a lot of top five finishes for sure. Um, we have good equipment and good rider, a great team, um, with backing from Jerry Kennedy. Uh, pretty much whatever we need, Jerry's stepping up to the plate and getting it for us, and uh, I'm just pumped. Uh, I, I think we have a good chance of actually running for the championship. Um, 2016, we were we were pretty much in the championship the whole year, right up till the very end, and uh, I think we can do that same again, if if not do better than what we did in 2016. Right on. So, are you guys even considering having more than one rider? Or are you just going to focus all your efforts right now on Brandon? Uh, no, we're just going to just focus on Brandon and give him the best stuff we can and, uh, and try to get us some, some wins. And, uh, a lot of times it's, it's hard when you have, uh, multiple riders, um, just trying to keep everything the way it needs to be. It's, it's tough on, uh, it's tough on a team. And right now we're just going to shoot for just a, a one rider deal and give Brandon the best equipment that we can. Okay. So I saw something a little while back on your Facebook. Do you, do you work on, on sprint cars too, or is that a, a passion or a side project, or what's going on with sprint cars? I actually used to have a couple 600 mini sprints that we used to mess around with. Um, actually, a good friend of mine that used to race, Jason Tyre, uh, National Number 12 out of uh, Dallas, Texas, he actually built them for me, and we messed around with them for a couple of years, but uh, I actually don't have either one of them anymore. Um, it was a lot of fun, but just uh, don't have the time to do it anymore. But it was uh, it was fun for sure. Right on. I, that's one thing I haven't done yet. And Sammy Sabedra over there in in Pennsylvania, he swears he's going to get me in one of his sprint cars. But I think I'd have to take the seat completely out because he's about a foot shorter than me. So I don't know how that would work. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a blast. All right. 
Well, we're already near the end of the episode, actually, and it's time for Graham's question. That's my grandma, and she remembers watching you race when we raced at the same time a lot, but uh, she uh, she always thought that you had the most beautiful bikes in the pit area. I remember a lot of the purple anodized, you know, like your hubs, and you always had really good-looking bikes. But her question to you is, what do you do during the months when you're not wrenching? Do you have any downtime? Um, I actually had a, I had a lot of downtime uh, through the winter um actually through the summer and i uh i just tried to stay focused on myself i i did a lot of working out and trying to stay in shape and uh get where i want to be in life and uh and then once i got the the bikes we started working on them and getting them around but i i uh i enjoy walking and running and working out on my in my free time and trying to eat right and it's uh some stuff that i started doing about 3 years ago actually about two and a half years ago and just trying to clean up my life a little bit that way and uh, feel better, you know, about myself. And uh, so far I've been able to do it and it's, uh, it's been good. You know, I feel, feel really good right now. I feel good about uh, the shape I'm in and, and the way everything's going. And uh, I'm pretty pumped. That That's why your leathers fit right there. See, I knew you had a secret. Mine shrunk, but I, I know now why yours still fit. <laughs> so, so let's talk about competition just a little bit. How impressive has Jared Meese been over these last two years? I mean, it, it's hard for, for somebody sitting on the sideline to put into words, and, you know, people will get tired of him winning. But I remember when we were racing, it seemed like Scotty Parker or Chris Carr was the one winning. So how, how impressive do you think it is that Meese has dominated these last two seasons? Uh, Jared's definitely uh, probably the hardest working person out there. He, he works out hard. He he trains and he's mentally focused on, on his racing. And, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy to see how good that he still is and, and how he keeps it going, especially after having a daughter and, and, uh, he's definitely just seeing how good a shape he is and, and, and mentally focused. It's, uh, it's actually pretty awesome to see really. Um, I got to work with him for, I think three or four years and, we won a lot of races together and had a lot of fun and, uh, and he's still keep, you know, he's keeping it going, you know, it's, he's definitely going to be one of the, the guys to beat. And, uh, there's actually a handful of guys. I think this year is probably going to be the most competitive year of all. There's a lot of good guys on a lot of good motorcycles and, uh, it's definitely going to be fun to watch for sure. Yeah, I'm 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 so excited. I can't wait to get down to Florida myself. So we're at the very end of the episode. It's time for the rapid fire questions. So I want you to say the first thing that comes to mind when I ask you the question. Are you ready? Ready. What's the favorite bike you've ever ridden? Uh definitely XR seven fifty. All right. What is your favorite racetrack? Uh Savannah, Georgia. Okay. All right. So what's more satisfying, winning as a rider or winning as a mechanic? Um, I would say winning as a mechanic. Why is that? Um, just because all the hard work that was put in to make sure everything was like perfect on a motorcycle and, and actually seeing your bike go around and win with somebody else on it. Uh, okay. It's just a, it's a whole, whole different satisfaction. I get it. XR750 or FTR750? Uh, right now I would say FTR 750. Okay. So who's going to win the singles championship this year? It's going to be, uh, 
going to be tough, but I'd have to go with uh, Dan Bromley again. He's he's going to be on killer motorcycles, and he's definitely you know shown the last year or so that he can get it done. Wow. I did not expect that answer. That's uh, interesting. We'll have to see how that unfolds. What about the AFT Twins? Who's going to win the championship? Definitely Brandon Robinson. Yeah, that's what I wanted you to say. Perfect. Is there a track that's <laughs> is there a track that's not on the schedule that you'd like to see a Grand National at next year? I'd definitely like to see us go back to Hagerstown. I think uh, Hagerstown, Maryland's one of the best races, one of the best tracks that we used to go to. Smooth, fast. And uh, and I definitely miss it. Uh, it's I think it's been three years since we've been there, and man, we need to get it back on the schedule. It's it's an awesome race. There's different winners every year there. It's you know it's not always the same. It's you never know what you're gonna get there because it's such a good track. You've worked a ton with B Rob over the last few years. Um, what's something we may not know about him? Um, he's just a good all-around kid, man. He's He's uh, smart, um, so laid back, funny, um, easygoing. Um, I don't know. He's he's a blast to hang out with. You know, he's he's got a big heart. He uh, he cares about people and uh, he he wants to do good. You know, and uh, he's he's very quiet, so people take him the wrong way. But he's focused on what he what he's what he's there to do, and uh, just just an all around awesome person. Cool. Great answer. What are you most proud of? Um, how far I've made it in the sport. Um, being able to keep doing what I'm doing, and uh, it's been—I've been in the sport for a long time, and I've been very privileged to work with a lot of good people and a lot of good riders, and and be able to keep it going. Um, I've had some struggles throughout the, the last few years, but. I feel that I'm getting back to where I need to be again, and hopefully I can win some more races and get Brandon some wins and uh, get some wins for Kennedy Racing. All right, last one. Where do you want to be in five years? Um, I would actually, in five years, I would actually like to own my own team. Um, I don't know if that will ever happen, but I, I think it would be awesome to be able to own my own team and ha have a rider and be able to uh, make make all the calls. I think that would be great. Right on. All right. So we're at the end of the podcast now, and this is where we give your chance to say thanks to anyone, uh, sponsors, anybody that's helped get you there. If you do, you want to say thank you to anyone. I uh, definitely want to thank uh, Jerry Kennedy for making all this happen. Uh, Brandon Robinson for uh, for always having faith in me, and you know, believing in me, and knowing that you know we can do do wonders together and Motu Oil, um, Lee Schoonover, Lee Seidel. Um, there's so many people, uh, Full Spectrum Batteries, uh, Jeff Armbruster. If there's anybody I forgot, I am sorry. <laughs> Just uh, I'm hoping for a great year and, and definitely would be nice to find some more sponsors to help us uh, go forward, you know, try to do our best what we can do well brent we thank you so much for your time continue your drive on down to savannah and i'll see you when i get down there uh, probably going to be friday before i see you but uh best to you in 2019 and, and thanks again for your time you're welcome and thank you uh thank you for having me on i appreciate it thanks you guys yeah dude i didn't know much about arm brewster but it seems like you guys have a, a decent amount of stuff in common that's pretty cool 
man, we have a lot in common. I think he's, you know, I think he's smarter than me. I mean, I'm not a mechanical genius at all. If I didn't have my dad, I wouldn't have made it very far as a racer. But, you know, he found another way to stay in the sport just like I did. You know, he kind of backed it down after uh, Jim Sumner passed away at the Springfield Mile. And I stopped racing after my cousin died, uh, you know, racing. And it just, it changes you when it's somebody that close and it's that close to home. And then... You know, I found a way to stay in the sport by announcing, and he found a way as a mechanic, and he's got a successful career already. He's already won Grand National Championships. He's won yep. Grand National races. Yeah. And he is, he's, it sounds like he's more excited about this year than any other year before. Yeah, it's one of the biggest things, you know, not just in racing, but in life, finding ways to pivot, you know, and, and change, you know, the direction of what you're doing, but still find success. And he's not only done that, but uh, he's still setting the bar pretty high, you know, with his expectations this year. He's talking about winning races, going for the championship um, with the new team. You know, it's not completely new. They used to, you know, work together before, but, you know, it is a new a new effort with Indians. Like I said, look forward to seeing what they do this year in 2019. Yeah, uh, you know, when Kennedy backed out, they sold everything. They sold the hauler, they sold all their bikes and everything. So they're kind of starting from scratch. It's the same players. Jerry Kennedy is the team owner. Uh, Brent Armbruster is the mechanic. Brandon Robinson is the rider. They got some Indians. I've heard they bought the Indians from Estenson Racing. That's that's just the rumor I heard. We didn't ask him about that, but that's that's where I heard they got them from. Uh, Estenson is focusing 100% on Yamahas, so that that kind of makes sense. Um, I can't wait to see Brandon. Uh, like we, I mentioned it a few times during that that interview. Brandon looks really focused. I know he's been in Florida a lot, riding, and that's what you know you need to do. Uh, he was on the Factor Harley Davidson team for a little while, didn't win any races. He's he's hungrier now more than ever. I think. Sometimes that's all you need is a little hunger, a little determination. Um, so you are you're actually wheels up tonight too. You're heading to Savannah yep. as well. I, I wish the wheels were up, but hopefully the wheels all stay on the ground. <laughs> uh, me and my dad and his best friend, one of his best friends, Rick Allers, are driving down. And uh, we're leaving as soon as we get done with this uh, interview and uh, heading down there. I'll be in Savannah for Friday, Saturday, Volusia, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Man. Again, Wednesday's a day off. Thursday's the Grand National. Friday's off. And uh, I think I'm, I might hit a race at Robbie Bobby's got something to do with up there right near atlanta on saturday night on the way home hell yeah man that's awesome well i'm not gonna keep you anymore because you know the minute we get off here that means that you're what you forgot to mention what you bought just now <sighs> how could i forget dude we've been talking about it teasing about it like and i was like screw it let's just do it i'm i, I there was some a coupon for some to test out some stickers i got the the test i love the test and i bought like hundreds of them so I'm going to bring, I'll get them right before Daytona. So I'll get them on the 13th. I'm going to bring them to Daytona. We'll split them up. If anybody sees you or anybody sees me, ask for a sticker and you'll get an off the groove sticker. The only caveat and the only deal is you have to post a picture of your sticker if you get one. But and they're tag us. And tag us. Tag, but they're, they're absolutely us. free. But yeah, it's the stickers are awesome. They're little, you know, three inch stickers. So... So what if the people don't know what you look like? You're the guy with the best looking hair Come on. and the Amish Amish beard. We're in the world of it's it's the social media Carter one two one four on Instagram. Find me. Look at my face. You can't miss me. I'm gonna I'm gonna be running around with some little camera. Um, I'll have a little backpack on. Probably I, I wear my I usually wear my uh, buffalo chip hat backwards. Red. You know exactly what I'm talking about because you got my backup one for me last year. Um, 
I don't know. I'll be rocking that stuff. I, I'll be running around with with camera and stuff playing around. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing in Daytona. I think I'm just going to go and have some fun. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Carter. What? Tell all your friends. Yeah. Smash that like button. Give us a follow. We appreciate all the feedback. I try to answer everyone that I get on my phone. I know you do too on the... You take care of the Facebook side of things. Yeah. Uh, man, we appreciate all the listens, even our friends down in Australia and, uh, you know, all over the world. But, uh, you know, people from Australia have been reaching out to me, so I think that's really cool. That's insane, man. Worldwide. We worldwide, son. All right. You sound like Pit. You sound like Pitbull. <laughs> worldwide. Worldwide. Um, what's the uh, prestige worldwide? Prestige worldwide. All right. I'm done. Get on the road, dude, because the minute you get off here and get on the road, that means... Your week has started with flat track, so get her done. Sounds good. We'll talk to everybody next Friday. I and hope. I'll see you at the races if you're headed on Florida or Savannah. I'll be down there. Hopefully I'll see you in Savannah, but if I don't see you in Savannah, I'll see you in Daytona, buddy. All right. Be safe, everyone. All right, man. Safe travels down. Okay.